0: This is really revealing because I did not really expect this conversation to come back to community, which is hilarious of me to think.
1: Hello. Welcome to Hi, Mom, Let's Talk. This is our mom and daughter podcast. I'm Ingrid. I'm the daughter. I live in New York. And I'm Vicki, the mom. I live in Los Angeles. We're figuring out life from opposite coasts. Doing our best to cultivate a raw and transparent relationship that is also generous and safe. So, Mom, let's talk. Hi, Mom. Hello, Ingrid. Let's talk about Gossip. Dun-dun-dun, big words. I know, that's always kind of a trigger word.
0: We're going to do a couple different conversations on gossip, but this first one, we want to talk about what it's like to parent someone who you, like a child who you find in gossipy spaces. The mom-daughter relationship is full of mom, like, looking at her young daughter and, like, finding her in positions that she was once in. And how do you talk Mm -hmm. to your kid about, like, well, when I was in this stage without them feeling like it's just a story about way back in my day. I don't know. (laughs) There's, like, odd (laughs) things about that. But if we know anything about people, it's that we are all pretty good at gossiping. And Mm. perhaps an unfair but definitely a trope of females is that we are extra pwned to gossiping. So let's tell some stories about my life growing up and the ways that you tackled that as you taught me how to be a good person in the world.
2: Mm -hmm. When... Do you remember gossiping coming into your experience?
0: I think the first time I really remember gossiping coming into my experience was probably like fourth or fifth grade. Mm. Beginning of the tween years. We know those are always like really tricky years. Mm -hmm. But I do remember, you know what, I think I'm like I'm finding a few different sort of pillar points. Fifth grade was a big year for me. We've talked about that in our bullying episode, which you can go way back and listen to because it was Mm -hmm. the first time. It was the year that I got the main part in the musical. There was like like a little mini... Spotlight on me in this very specific way, which also meant that girls were really pairing off for or against different groups of popularity, I suppose. I also remember Mm. some conversations about gossip, maybe like sophomore, junior year of high school, again, because I was in these like really small, tight knit groups of friends that we did like all the musicals and all the choir and all the dance together. And so it became it was co-ed at that point, but I, I do remember this like really tight-knit group of friends, which quickly becomes clicky, and mm. the trope of a click is that they mm-hmm. can gossip about everyone else, and mm-hmm. that's kind of what creates a click. And then uh, in college, my freshman and sophomore year, I, I also remember some, like, bigger situations of gossip Mm -hmm. again I guess this is going to be true the whole time having Mm -hmm. to do with like who is friends with whom and who feels like they have the power in the social sphere you kind of wield stories as your as your weapons for or against a person in the group
2: Mm. yes and the tone that you take with regard to those stories is whether or not how you're wielding them. Are you taking out a feather or are you taking out a sword Right. <laughs> when you wield your story? I think of the two words that come to mind when I think about gossip is I think about competition and then mm-hmm. I think about comparison.
1: Competition and comparison. So I think of a famous
2: phrase I don't know who said it to quote them but one phrase I have heard people say is that comparison is the thief of joy
0: oh yeah I've heard that too
2: I've heard many people say it but I think it's really striking and then when it does rise up as a parent looking at her child looking at my daughter it's a kind of a duality and we'll talk more about the mom's perspective with other moms next time we meet. But one of the first stories I heard of you is is when somebody, you were in kindergarten. <laughs> oh,
1: and, far earlier.
2: Somebody, you were five. Oh, and gossip some,
0: starts that early?
2: Well, I'm not sure it was gossip as much as it was somebody putting you down for something that you believed about her. Okay. In such a way that you felt really small and mm-hmm. you kind of entered kindergarten in an open-handed I'll be friends with everybody way and you were observant but you were also really friendly I mean it's kind of in your DNA from mm-hmm. <laughs> when whenever I remember you you were easygoing smiley willing yeah. to be friendly with people so to run up in at age 5 to run up a <laughs> against somebody who looked sideways at you with a scowl on her Uh, face and say i mean you were giving a description of her eyes you have brown eyes and she said no they're hazel or they're green or something like that and was very distinctive to her so she had a very strong opinion and it
1: surprised you and And you were kind of squashed me
2: yeah, you it squashed you so much that you came and told me about it. So my heart just like broke for you at yeah. that time. And now is that exactly 100% gossip? No. Did she then turn and talk to her friends about you and turn people against you? I don't know if at age five she did that. I, I don't think that people do that except when it comes to having older siblings.
0: Ah, oh yes. Ah, oh yes. OK, well, this is a good, I think, like dual distinction that we can keep talking about as we talk about siblings and the, the way that this works, depending on where you are in the, the sibling rank. Yeah. Because what I just heard you say is that even though that wasn't particularly like it wasn't gossip yet, it, it is totally like the seed for what could easily become gossip. Mm-hmm. What I'm what I'm gathering is that there's like two parts to a mom's thought process when she hears about something like this. And in that case, it was like a mama bear protection instinct. My daughter's mm-hmm. been hurt by this. Yeah. But quite as easily, and I'm sure we'll talk about this more later, is the when you as a mom recognize, oh, my daughter's the one who's probably hurting the other person's feelings. Mm-hmm. And now I've got to redirect. So the mom gets to see both sides of that spectrum and definitely has... A lot more perspective mm-hmm. than their daughter. So you get to bring perspective to any of those situations.
2: Yeah. And it's challenging. And it really depends on your personality. So you had this sunny, kind disposition. We're like I describe you as open-handed because I just feel like you were like let's play yeah (laughs) to whoever you were with and as you went on in school you got squashed a little bit because you struggled with reading you had dyslexia so you weren't and you know where comparison kind of starts to break down pretty fast is when you get leveled up in reading groups
0: oh my gosh this is not reading but it it was like a zoom like straight back to second grade. Was the ma- the math ice cream scoops. Oh, yeah. We get ice cream scoops like on the board. We get to we got more and more ice cream scoops the more time. Because you passed your math facts. Second grade it was just addition facts. Addition. Oh. It was just addition and I couldn't for the life of me. And so my ice cream scoops stayed like really small and there were people that had like seventeen ice cream scoops on top of each other. Oh. Probably only twelve,
2: maybe ten. <laughs>
1: Well, you know the way that a, a seven-year-old's brain work where right? I'm like, I can't do it. It's so hard because
2: I want to reward the advanced student. They shouldn't be non-rewarded, but to reward them so publicly, you know, it always it would give me
1: pause and I I feel like a little knot in my stomach because... Well, and the truth is that you're never... I mean, we, we live in a really complicated world and
0: as an education major, like, We talk a lot about how you need both intrinsic and extrinsic
1: motivation motivations.
0: Yeah. So I get it. But what all always is going to come with that is like this human nature comparative thing. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot of practice through a lot more of life. Come to a place Mm -hmm. where comparison doesn't automatically then mean gossiping with the person that you feel most akin to. Yeah, against a person that you are comparing yourself to,
2: right? Because it can turn easily. Oh, she's in the slow reading group. Because you know, you know when you're in the of fast reading do. group, you know when you're in the middle reading group, you know when you're in the slow reading group. Because yeah. you know who's in the group with you and where what else they're doing, and you can see your teacher's face and her hear her tone of voice,
1: <laughs> and all of that kind of thing. So you do you remember
0: in those really young years, me like bringing stories that included gossip to you? Or or were you just kind of cognizant that that was probably going on because of the comparative nature of extrinsic motivation in the classroom?
2: You know, I think I became aware of it in light of the other moms in the room. So we would have back to school night or we would have the first day of school. We would have little events and I would see the moms that gathered together and I would (laughs) see how they dressed and then I would see the kids that I were attached to those moms. Yeah. And then, you know, you start to dream up stories in your head that may or may not be true. Yeah. But it was interesting because this one little person's mom I really liked. And I don't remember when I got to know her so well, but I think it was a little bit later. But I do remember telling you with regard to this little person in kindergarten that if you are able to be friendly with her now... Mm-hmm. even when she's not friendly with you she'll be friends with you for the rest of her life and truly it might have taken many years but it, in to high school you did become good friends with her
0: yeah in junior high we became like very good friends and mm. I do remember both of us kind of marveling at that you and me being like I can't believe this happened
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I did I felt like that was a good mom moment to encourage
0: that's a huge you mom. well I think that's really telling that like it was the parent teacher conferences it was the open houses where mm-hmm. you were able to sort of suss out the way that the kids classroom worked based on the parents because mm-hmm. I had never thought about that but of course that's true I mean that is like the point of parenting is is modeling things so mm. you made some really specific choices at least in the way that you spoke to me but I, I think like in the way you live your life too that like Starting in kindergarten, you approached a point of of gossip or this instigation that could become gossip with a generous heart. If you can find a way to connect with her, if you can be friends with her, mm-hmm. you will like have a better future. You will like lay the groundwork for a smoother path. Mm-hmm. That is consistent with what I heard from you in fifth grade, when a lot of that really came to a head when it comes to like the gossipy middle schoolers mm-hmm. on the playground. Because that is, as I listed, in my f- in my memory the first time that I really felt the power of gossip. Mm-hmm. I mean, gossip has the power to bring people together. It's just, like, really mm-hmm. specific who you bring together. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, really exciting at first. You have this deep connection with someone. You have, like, it like gets, at least in the short term, it's always easier to unite people for a common enemy. You know?
1: That's mm-hmm. the way humans work.
0: Mm-hmm. But when I... When I became the enemy for another group of girls in fifth grade, picture that I remember you giving me, I still use to this day, which is that of a duck. There's like some fact about how a duck has like oils in their feathers Mm. that allow water to sort of roll off the duck's back so that it can immediately get up out of the water and fly away Mm. instead of getting weighed down by this. Mm -hmm. And I think you talked to me about it multiple times. You must have because repetition always creates better memory Hmm. because it really stuck with me you you basically saying that's how you have to treat their words their words have to roll Hmm. off of you like water on a duck's back Hmm. and that's going to take practice to do but like that's how you keep flying is not being weighed down by those things. That's
2: interesting. That seems like such a supernatural parenting moment because it, when, <laughs> when the Holy Spirit inspired me. Because I don't really remember that very vividly, and the, what I think of is you had two younger sisters, and we would have been in the era of reading "Make Way for Ducklings." Because yeah. I was like, "What other duck? Where would I get a duck reference?" Because I don't mean,
1: exactly everyone live loves "Make Way nuts. for Ducklings." That should always be a go-to. <laughs> so yeah, we don't
2: live by lakes particularly. No, we right? live. In- <laughs> <laughs> suburban Los Angeles. So ducks aren't exactly prevalent. So I think that was a very vivid picture. And uh, mm. and then we probably I probably associated it, but that is definitely those are different moments when I I think okay, that was the inspiration of the Holy Spirit right there leading me to saying, right, something that that was helpful to you to let those words slide off. And it's interesting because you have since talked about the time in fifth grade, and I didn't really know how grave and heavy it was in your life. I knew about one person who basically wanted to leave the school because she didn't get the lead that you got. Right. But I didn't know whether or not she was a gatherer of people, whether she was a gossip. And I wasn't sure about how that worked, which in one regard is healthy for a parent to be a little bit detached from yeah. and not enmeshed in their child's life. Yep. And to give you the space and the freedom to, to be able to look at your face and say, you know, you seem downcast. You seem upset. Something's going on. Do Would you like to tell me about it? And then having the, the space and the freedom to tell me because it's not going so well. So you yeah. you shared a little bit about that, but it was years later that I heard how hard it was on you.
0: Well, and true to form, as per my personality, I often like take things in stride. And then uh, the year later, I'm like, oh no, that I really was not doing well. <laughs> but in the moment, it does feel a little bit like yeah. One, one day at a time. I feel that way about my first year in New York now. There's a lot mm. of that first like six months in New York that I look back and think, who was I in over my head? But mm. the day to day that first year, I was like, yeah, I'm going to my thing. I'm going well, to my 50 hours of work and <laughs> not being able to pay for my rent. It's fine.
2: So that is it's like a little bit of PTSD. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It. It's healthy just to it's be like, sight. OK, I'm just yeah, I'm living in this yeah. moment now and doing what I know how to do right now and it's good I mean that that is a, I think also the sign of a healthy person because you focused on what you could control right. and what you could manage and so you poured all your energy and attention into what was in front of you at the time right. and you do kind of like swimming forward like a duck and the rest of it slides off the back so yes that's yeah. a good, good metaphor
0: <laughs> it's a good metaphor I just think it's such a beautiful nugget for on that one side of being like parenting through gossip mm-hmm. when you just need to catch your kid because they are on the the bad end of it Mm. that's something to talk about this is like where do we protect ourselves and where do we stay generous in the world and how do we balance that Mm -hmm. the other thing to talk about then is what do you do when you find that your daughter is the one gossiping now i don't remember this so much from you personally but i would love to hear a story if you have one what i remember is sitting with sitting at the islands a few of my friends because we weren't really the like I don't remember, I don't hope this, I don't mean this in a bad way at all, but I don't remember you as, like, the mom that all of the friends would, like, come confide in. You and dad threw amazing, like, beautiful parties. We, We were, like, prom dinner house. But, like, day to day, let me tell you all about what happened at high school today. There were a few other moms in my friend group that were really those moms. And I Mm. do remember them calling us out a few times and really just having to call us out because by that, you know, we're 15, 16 years old, like chatting around the island, having to just kind of name it point blank, be like, that doesn't sound very kind about that person. Like, what's going on here? Or, Mm. wow, we've been talking about that person a long time. Like, Mm. I guess it's always helpful to have some kind of a question like, what's going on here? Mm. Can we take that person's point of view? Mm -hmm. And having to really be that specific. Yo,
2: stop. Yeah, definitely. That is, it's difficult. I think of it, I can think of scenarios more with your younger sister because she had a tight-knit group of friends, which is admirable and the whole concept of Harry Potter and houses and... Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, find your shared identity.
2: Yeah, yeah, find your tribe, yeah. find your house, and and has have house competitions, and and it's really popular in junior high because that's all about badging and, and identity formation and belonging, more yeah. even more so than high school. And she had a really tight knit group of people in sixth grade, and we have pictures of her with those friends, and I think oh, it, with a big smile. Those that you know, that's those are happy times, and yet. I knew that in order to have that tight-knit group, there was a lot of exclusion going on. Right. By virtue of not needing to look outside your group. Mm. Because you have such belonging and laughter and inside jokes inside your group that you don't need to look outside your group. So it's easy to ignore other people and not notice. And then it can become ingrown and it can become easy to... You, you know, look the other way and point your fingers out and laugh, and then have the jokes and then have the gossip. And then it just becomes like a snowball that rolls, I think. Totally. So those were, actually, I did talk to some of the other moms of the girls in the that tight-knit group and okay. just say, hey, I love that our girls are tight-knit, but what about other girls that come into this community? Is there a way for them to get involved? Right. Do they allow other people in? And it was a little bit of a burden, too, about three or four moms who were aware of it and were just like yeah we we kind of want to keep socializing the idea that there's space for more people <laughs> and you know if you are letting other people in then you're less inclined to gossip about them so What's- i don't know that it was like directly one on one gossiping so much but just the tight knitness of the group right it always has yeah, its, it's like other side measure. right it has its other side so there's the inside and then there's the outside and it, i was a little a little bit pained thinking about the outside
0: right this is really revealing because i did not really expect this conversation to come back to community which is hilarious of me to think but I was really picturing like mom sitting down with daughter and like hey like let's Be kinder with our words. But what I'm hearing is that what's far more effective, or at least was for you, is to engage the larger community, which makes so much sense. Because, of course, I mean, especially if you're already, let's say, like in this tight-knit group where you feel safe here, but you know that part of the reason you feel safe here is because you've created some walls. Mm. It's pretty scary to make yourself an outlier by bringing in a provocative opinion like hey should we invite someone new to this group
2: yeah so
0: it would be i I guess like it would be like like if that was me in my friend group it would be a really big ask for you to simply ask me to be that person but if you get involved the moms of my friends Mm. then all of us are being asked to come with this new idea and it turns out like everyone's pretty much being primed for a new idea Mm -hmm. which makes it less scary when it comes up like we you've like yeah, you're like parenting us in the same direction to to like lead us collectively to a higher value.
2: Hopefully, yeah. It would make more sense if the other moms were saying the same kind of thing to their daughters. Right. Yeah. I do remember your other sister saying, you know, I don't like being part of those groups because they're gossipy and full of drama. And that is something that it was easy for me to go. Oh, yeah, I agree. But right. <laughs> That's kind of the uncurious mom. It's <laughs> also coming from a mom who is an introvert and is fine sure. not not being like, around it's, it's a lot me, of people. Okay. But it would be more curious to say, hey, expand on that when you say gossipy and full of drama, because it's possible that you actually might have a lot of fun with those girls. But it kind of depends on what is the topic of conversation. Like, well, how do they spend their time talking? And are you confident enough in what you believe that you can change the course of those conversations, or you care about changing the course of those conversations, that those are tricky things to have. But if it's possible to be curious to ask your child, hey, I I," like you said, uh, the moms around the island that would be like, hey, I've noticed you've talking about that person for a long time.
1: (laughs) And they're not here. Yeah. Yeah. They're not here. It's
2: easy to talk about someone that's not here.
1: Yeah. There's something about that idea of, like,
0: being a little curious about your daughter not wanting to be a part of whichever group that I think could quickly become sort of, like, missionary-friendly. Mm. I feel like you're kind of setting an up them up for failure if you're like join this group you could make them better people (laughs) Mm. you know like changing the course of whatever it it occurs to me that any group like starts with some common experience and and i I think actually that's definitely true in my experience there was a group of girls who i always felt excluded by it through like middle school and most of i mean really i went to a k-8 school that so quickly like revolved into the high school that it almost felt felt k-12 And there was just a whole group of girls that happened to do very different things than I did. They did, like, competitive gymnastics and competitive cheer. And so they just happened to have a different experience. And I felt super excluded by them through most of high school. But turns out most of that was what you were explaining about my sister. It was like they never like effectively bullied me. They were never out to get me. Like they just didn't think about me because they had a group here and Mm -hmm. I was in a different group over here. Mm -hmm. And so when I met some of them in a different club, in a different leadership group at the end Mm -hmm. of high school, they became like dear friends of mine. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I've lived with you for 10 years of my life basically and never knew how lovely you were because (laughs) we happened to be in different groups that just like never opened their eyes to each other.
2: Hmm. I do remember saying to you, I believe, I don't know if you'll remember it, in the beginning of high school, do what you enjoy and you'll find people that you like. Yep. So I would say, you know, this is the time of life to try different things to find out if you enjoy them and the people that are there will become your community.
0: Which I do also think is another antidote for gossip. Mm -hmm. If I'm thinking about a group in which I would say they're full of drama and they're really gossipy Hmm. i'm assuming that's because a lot of them are pairing off within the group and like creating situations among each other which probably means that they don't have enough activities to bring them together for a common goal. Yeah. They're just sitting around at lunch and then like hanging out at the mall for eight hours and like finding things to do. Versus having a swim team, Mm -hmm. you know, like creating your service trips, whatever, Mm -hmm. which is definitely something that a a parent sort of has to instigate, either a parent or that school group, to keep it feeling productive in the world.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I
2: really value the groups and even organizations that help bring people together towards a common goal. You know, we used to call it a common enemy. You know, then you you come together if you have a common enemy. Countries have done that throughout history. Yeah,
0: which is what we're saying about <laughs> gossip. Like, it's really helpful yeah. in the short term. It's yeah. just, like, kind of eats away at you. So if, if inst- what if instead of a common enemy it was a common goal for humanity
2: (laughs) yeah so if you could and and ironically I've in some regards social media has helped that Mm. with at least your sister's community because they look at people that use their social media for a cause like Dressember or um, a greener earth or something like that and they've chosen to be selective what they put on their social media now this is just certain people not everyone everybody but they've to, to chosen to curate their social media in that regard.
0: No, I do think that is kind of across the board. I was just talking to someone else about this. How at least from my experience in in the spheres that I in like circle in, it does seem like across the board people are are curating their social media mm-hmm. a little bit better. I don't hear the trope so often anymore of Instagram, like just being the place of comparison and like putting yourself down because it seems like there's almost been like social campaigns for curating your feed properly, not to mm-hmm. be an echo chamber, but not to be someone that's going to like bring you down. And beauty of influencers, if there is one, <laughs> is that you get to, if you're choosing it correctly, get to know the person And their personality and they become this character Mm -hmm. just as much as you're following the cause in itself. Mm -hmm. Which again seems like if I was a mom of a high schooler, I as a high schooler would not want to hear at all what my mom wants me to be interested in. But if all of the moms talked about it enough, it would like probably pique interest eventually for the girls to be like, Mm -hmm. what is this thing? You know, I mean, all it takes is one high schooler being excited about it for the rest of her group to be interested. But um. There's always that threshold to get over from mom to to cool high schooler.
2: Yeah, there was a volunteer organization that I wanted you to be part of. And you did at first a few times. I feel like it was freshman year. But then I was too vocal as a parent. I went to the meetings. I went to one or two of the meetings and I was like too vocal. Do you remember that? I don't even know if it lasted. (laughs) I can't even remember what it's called. Oh, But it was with more than one high
0: school. You had to apply to be part of it. Oh, yes, yes, yes. It was a financial thing. It had to do with math. Why do you think I'd be interested in that? Oh, no, no, no.
2: You guys Wasn't it philanthropy? Yeah, it was philanthropy. You were finding... You were a philanthropy organization as teenagers, finding other organizations to give money to.
0: Yes. I had no capacity I hardly have a capacity for that now. You needed to get me in a, like, education for children in the art program. Like, straight, just keep going on the music acting route, and I would have been okay.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I didn't really... Uh, I don't know. Well, as a I parent, I agree that you, it, would you, been, it
0: would have been a really incredible skill for me to have, and I would be a better person for having joined it. But here we are.
2: <laughs> well, as a parent, you try different things. I also tried to yeah. get you to join cross country for like 30 minutes. You
0: did. You did. <laughs> and I understand. But nope, it wasn't going to happen. That's okay. You keep trying things. I mean, that's okay. I am not worse for any of those things. They just
1: didn't stick and choir did stick and dance team did stick. And And those those were in effort to expose you to other parts of the world, but also to give
2: you, you know, another mission where you could put your attention and your focus. And like minded people. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard being a parent.
1: You really did a great job. I promise. (laughs) Well, you seem to be all right.
2: So, yeah, yeah, I guess. The whole concept of gossip is all intertwined in, into community, into yeah, um, belonging. Where you, yeah, and, and how, you, how you kindness, how you help your child understand how they can go past those points of gossip, how they can let the gossip slip off them, right. and how, how they can be aware of when they get gossipy themselves. Yeah,
0: some level of you can't be everything to everybody, but you should also be in a group that's open to to a new person well yeah. this has been really eye-opening and i think it's going to be such an interesting thing to flip the coin and talk about moms and parents side <laughs> next time
2: yeah what kind of an example are we being definitely yeah all yeah. right
1: well so thanks mom. thank you ingrid have a good week you too bye thank you for listening to hi mom let's talk if you liked hanging out with us please rate and review us on itunes we'd love to hear your feedback and your support You can find more relationship tools on our website, highmompodcast.com. If you'd like to suggest a topic or share your own story, you can DM us on Instagram at highmompodcast or write us through our website. Special thanks to Sienna Ryder for editing our podcast. Thank you for listening and we'll talk to you soon.